You're listening to Amplify Ambition. I'm Kristen Edwards, speaker, coach, and your guide for ambitious women to become industry leaders and grow a sustainable business without the hustle. Listen to conversations on authentic leadership, self-awareness, and strategic planning for growing your business. I believe big dreams can be your reality when you embrace all of who you're meant to be and focus on the business that works for you and your lifestyle. Now let's dive into today's episode. On episode 88, I talked about the pillars of authentic leadership and what you need to do to be an authentic leader. So those steps really include kind of having a clear direction of where you're going, knowing yourself, um, being able to communicate effectively and relate in a way that resonates with others. And then, of course, having just kind of like a moral compass, right? Knowing your values, staying true to who you are. And so today's episode is kind of a part two to what I talked about two weeks ago on the podcast. And this is really how you can be an authentic leader with your team, for your team. And so before I dive into this, I want to make sure that you know you don't have to be the boss, you don't have to be the manager, you don't need to be the CEO, or whatever label comes with you thinking that you are above someone in some type of hierarchy to be an authentic leader. You can literally be the new person in a team or a group and still lead authentically. Every single person before they start a job has a job description, right? Especially if you're being hired by someone else. So if you're joining as like a freelancer or a contractor into someone else's business, or maybe you are more of like a consultant. And again, your client still has to hire you. There's still a scope of work that's defining what that project or what that term condition is going to look like. And if you're a coach, there's a coaching agreement, a client agreement, again, saying this is the relationship that we are establishing. So you do not need to worry about the hierarchy of being the CEO, the boss, the leader, the manager, whatever random title someone gave you in order to utilize these tips and how to be an authentic leader with your team. Now that we've talked about that, let's dive in. And so you've probably heard me say it time and time again, and that's really that authentic leadership is one part of being yourself, bringing your strengths to the table, but also recognizing how you can grow into becoming the best version of yourself. And so if you're working on those kind of self-discipline, boundaries, self-awareness aspects of things, stay there, focus on that because you do need to lead yourself before you can ever show up in that space and be recognized as a leader by others. So is it your tone of voice? Is it your temperament? Is it how you articulate things? Um, You probably don't need to go get another degree or certification, but is there a level of education or training and development that you need in order to be properly skilled for the work that you are doing. So those things are all foundational. And again, dive into episode 88, defining pillars of authentic leadership to really know what that looks like. As you really start to think about, again, preparing yourself as a leader and making sure that you have those foundations in place, then you want to think about why it matters, right? Why is Kristen hopping on her soapbox week after week, aka her podcast, and talking about what it really means to coming across as a genuine people? If you want someone to follow you, they need to be able to know, like, and trust you. 
right? And so that's what authentic leadership is really all about. Those same things that you heard from your very first business coach or from the very first, you know, first Instagram reel or TikTok video talking about the know, like, and trust factor. And it's exactly that. You need to know, like, and trust yourself. And then you're able to go ahead and get other people to know, like, and trust you. And so when people do that, it adds a sense of belonging. So you can look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs and belonging is on that. So after people have basic food, clothing, and shelter, continuing up that pyramid also is a step of belonging. They need to know that they are welcome in that environment. And who sets the tone for that? other people, right? It's not about them deciding I belong here, but it's about them walking in and feeling like other people are like, hey, you know, so if you think about your middle school lunch table, were you sitting with the cool kids? And when the new girl came to school and she couldn't sit at your cool kid table, were you going over and sitting with her at an empty table so she wouldn't be by herself? Or maybe you were that new person moving around a lot as a younger person. And so that one person who took time to say, hey, you're new here, let's be friends, and was able to be that extended hand for you to kind of, again, start to feel like yourself, probably put a smile on your face, that kind of stuff. All of those things are the traits of a leader. It's not about being the popular girl. It's not about being the quarterback of the football team. Nothing against football players. I am a football mom, but it is about saying I'm going to lend a helping hand and help someone to transform someone else's day and, hey, possibly even transform their entire life. And so that's where it really starts. And again, breaking it down with really simple ideas behind it, because when people go super, super complicated and they give you the PhD definition of it, it's harder for you to apply. So it's the little things. You see someone new, go ahead and say hello. That is making you more of a leader than someone who walks around with a badge or a name tag that says, I'm the boss um, as well. And totally fine if you have those girl boss things in your office. Like, I'm not against any of those things if that's what makes you feel a certain way. But again, it's your actions that think, think about things and that decide where you're really going and not the decor that you have in your office. And I want to make it sh- sure that you feel confident saying, yes, I can be an authentic leader because those two words put together can be very overwhelming. So when I say authentic, I don't mean vulnerable. Now, there are levels of vulnerability that come into authenticity, but I am not talking about opening up your biggest load of baggage onto people. I am saying recognizing your traits, your quirks, your natural strengths, your natural talents, even some of your unwanted shortcomings and saying this is who I am, but this is how I can still show up and serve. All right. So again, we mentioned it at the beginning super quickly. It starts with self-awareness. And how do you get to know yourself The Enneagram, right? Exactly. So using the Enneagram, using all of these personality tools, taking time to sit down with yourself. If you've um, never had a life coach, if you've never had someone to, never had a therapist, someone to really help you think about where you're coming from and where you want to go, those are two avenues you can definitely explore. But if cost is something that's holding you back, there are plenty of personal development books you can find at your your local library. And so again, start that journey of getting to know yourself 
know yourself. That's a nice way of saying self-awareness. But once you're on that self-awareness journey, that is the foundation for you being confident, for you gaining clarity, and for you being consistent and being able to work towards those glorious 10K months and six and seven figures and all of those lofty business goals. It all starts with that small part of self-awareness. And then the other part is liking yourself. So you need to take all those things that you might have judged as you start to unpack hey, this is who I am, this is what motivates me, this is what triggers me, this is what excites me, this is what I'm not so great at, this is what does not resonate or land for me naturally. I can work towards it, but it's not me. Learn to embrace your weird. When I recognize that, hey, you know what, I am the weird girl. I'm the girl who wants to do theater while still studying math, but I want to talk all the time, but I don't want to talk to everyone because I'm actually an introvert. And so embracing my weird and finding the combination that makes me unique is also what makes me wonderful. So I want you to do that same thing for yourself and then share that with others. And so that's where that effective communication comes about. When you are marketing your business, when you are delivering with your clients, when you are serving your customers, when you are storytelling in even the content that you are putting out on social media to attract someone to dig into your sales funnel type of things, them seeing who you are and that you have learned to embrace your weird, embrace all of who you are, helps them to connect. And then you also say it in a way that resonates with them. So effective communication is two-sided. I think if you go back to like episode somewhere in the 40s, maybe I talk about effective communication on this podcast as well, because it's not just about what you say and how you say it. It's also about how the other person receives it. So getting to know someone else's personality type or how you come across to the various personalities that are out there so that you can deliver your way, your message in a way that works, right? If you think about teachers, they are in a classroom with audible learners, they're in a classroom with visionary learners, they're in a classroom with kinesthetic learners and all the combinations and all the other things of learning styles. And so how can I deliver this math lesson of two plus two equals four and three times three equals nine to kids that all learn in different ways? And so some kids need to touch the blocks. Others can see the blocks in front of them. Others need to hear the teacher explaining the why behind it so that they can understand, learn, and believe those same things. And so it comes across in every single aspect. Um, Again, using simple examples so it lands for you as you're listening to this podcast in your car or while doing the dishes, but obviously you can go a lot deeper along the way. And then the last step is really the process, the progress, right? You have to recognize that I have these goals and I want to go this place. This is my vision, but here is also how I'm going to get there by leveraging my personality Here are some of my limitations, so things that I need to work on in order to cross those hurdles and get where I want to be. I need people in my atmosphere and surrounding me that are going to boost me in the right direction, that are going to support my goals, that are gonna buy from me, that are going to encourage me when I need it, that are going to mentor me. And then as you put all of those things together, recognize like sometimes I still need to sleep, 
but I also want to make sure you're not doing it in a selfish way. So that's twofold, right? So you really want to find a balance, a method, a process, a framework on how you're going to do this. And so complete a task, reach a milestone, rest and relax and recuperate, reset if you need to is a part of it, and then continue on to the next milestone. And then the other side of it is recognizing that although you are on a personal journey, you want to take others with you. So how can you lend a hand back and pull someone else to join you on this journey? How can you reach a hand um, over to the side and partner and lock arms with someone and say, let's keep marching together because sometimes there's storms and sometimes there's a hill and there's so many other things. And so finding a way that's gonna keep everyone around you also excited, also positive. When you're doing this with your team, Yes, we want to add to the company's bottom line. Yes, you want to get your promotion. But can you get promoted by helping the four junior people on your team also get promoted? If you are a junior person on that team, a newer person on that team, can you buddy up with people and say, hey, let's all make sure we get promoted together. I got your back. You got my back. Call me out when I mess up before the manager does find out. Let's support each other so that we can achieve our goals as well. Now, keep an eye out. Not everyone's a good person. Not everyone's your partner. Not everyone's got your back. So keep an eye out on who you can build those relationships with effectively but recognize that doing it with others is gonna get you to the top of that mountain a lot faster than climbing on backs and crushing people along the way. And again, staying aligned to your values, staying aligned to what matters most to you and being willing to do the work. So part of that work is journaling. I know it's a weird pe- a word people get skeptical about, but reflect on where you came from. Recognize how far you've been. Recognize that where you are today was the goal that you wanted when you were 15 years old. You were striving for the life that you have right now. And so, yes, you're looking forward to the next thing and to five more things, but celebrate the small things. Celebrate your previous wins. And then also look at what you've had in past experiences that you can actually reapply into what you're doing now. And so my entire life growing up, I did theater. So I know how to turn it on and turn it off. I know how to develop a character. I know how to do improvisation and character development and, and the research behind you know the, the time and error that a play might be taking place in. And so what can I do about that to bring into my work life? I studied in school, right? What were your majors in school? I studied communication and psychology. Like I didn't pick this stuff out of left field um, either, but what, how can those two degrees help me into what I'm doing today? And then obviously on this leadership journey, my own personal development, my own leadership development, my own personal growth journey, how can I take those examples and turn them around to bring others to recognize it doesn't matter if you're the young one, the weird one, the silly one, the short one, all the different labels you may have heard growing up. If I can get to where I am today, then you can also get to where your path is leading you. And so I just want to encourage you to know that your values are there for a reason. Your mission and your vision is there. Your dreams are there because you have the ability to achieve them and you are not alone on this journey. So if you need someone to lock arms with you, if you need someone to share this message 
with a larger team or organization, I am definitely the person for you to reach out to and find. So the links are in the show notes on how you connect, can connect with me and making those next steps. But I really want you to know that the Enneagram is an essential tool to adding to your kind of your toolbox, right? On, on building your authenticity, but really being an authentic leader, whether you are starting today or you've been doing this for 25 years already, there is always that next level ready and waiting for you and your success is definitely within reach. Until next time, dream loudly. Yes, that's the ending that you're going to hear at the end of this episode as well. Are you searching for a way to grow your business as you create your best life? Click the link in the show notes to get your free guide, five simple steps to build a profitable business roadmap based on your natural abilities. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, take a moment to share it on Instagram or your favorite social media platform and tag me at Kristen Edwards underscore. Or go the extra mile and leave a rating or review to help more women listen in and join our community. Thanks for listening to Amplify Ambition. Until next time, dream loudly.